to slam now. We've got a real jam going down. Welcome to Is It Really? The podcast that challenges popular opinions about movies. I'm Brandon Sharp. I'm Zach Smith-Michaels. And I'm Mitch Dupree. And tonight we're hitting the court and asking, was Space Jam ever actually good? Bugs, why don't you give us the plot? I thought you'd never ask. You see, these aliens come from outer space and they want to make us slaves in their theme park. Eh, what do we care? They're little, so we challenge them to a basketball game. But then they show up and they ain't so little. They're huge! We need to beat these guys, because they're talking about slavery. They're going to make us do stand-up comedy. The same jokes every night for all eternity. We're going to be locked up like wild animals. And, uh, what I'm trying to say is, we need your help! Yeah, but I'm a baseball player now. So, also, Michael Jordan's in the movie. Ah. Can I just, can I say one thing I love about that? Okay. Space Jam's like a hat on a hat on a hat on a hat on a hat. On like, a helmet. Mm-hmm. Yes. You've, you've got like 50 premises. Like, Michael Jordan quits basketball. That's a movie. I'd watch that movie. The <laughs> yep. Looney Tunes are real and sentient. <laughs> that's another movie. <laughs> that's yeah. not related at all. Looney Tune Land is in the Earth's core. That's another movie. There's a cartoon mm-hmm. planet called Moron Mountain, and Danny DeVito is the CEO of that planet. This feels like it would have been the end game of like the Looney Tunes cinematic universe. Also, you have the Michael Jordan origin story. You know, it starts out there. We almost get that movie. And meanwhile, Muggsy Bogues and friends are dealing with their powers being stolen from them. There's a movie, too. We're not even halfway there. The Looney Tunes are disappearing from TVs all over the world. A spaceship <laughs> shows up at the end and everyone's like, oh, cool, Michael Jordan. Yeah, aliens appear on Earth and they're more interested in Michael Jordan showing up. To play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> And where did Newman get the megaphone? That's what I want to know. He just comes strolling out. <laughs> what is he, a publicist? They always have a megaphone. Yeah, they always have them. In case they need to introduce someone, they just, they're just they ready to go. Yeah, he's a professional. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> yes, he is. What are some other kids' movies that merge live action and animation that we could talk about real quick? Well, while we're talking about Bill Murray, I was thinking of the 2000-something classic Osmosis Jones where Chris Rock plays a white blood cell who is taking <laughs> care of uh, Bill Murray's body, making sure everything's all good. Can you imagine him describing that to his family? Oh, what's the new movie you're in, Chris? Oh, I play a white blood cell. They joke about it frequently in the movie. Oh, uh, like the white thing? Yeah, that's the only joke the movie has. Yeah. Oh, I was just thinking it's a dumb idea, but I didn't realize racism could be <laughs> included in the kids' movie, too. Well, the first time I watched it was, was in health class, and our health teacher like yes. was like, "See, you you really got to take care of your body, guys." Did you watch this in health class, Brandon? No. In fact, I'm not super familiar with this. Okay, well, it's the grossest movie ever. Right. He's like rubbing his face in fried chicken. Doesn't he eat an egg off the road, off the pavement? From a monkey. He fights uh, with the monkey. That's how the bad guy gets introduced into his body. I fr- um, <laughs> anthrax, I think, is the bad guy's name. What is it, a hard-boiled egg? That <laughs> yeah, and his daughter's like, Dad, that was in the monkey's mouth. And he goes like, well, five-second rule, honey. If it's big enough, you can eat it. <laughs> Bill Murray is my hero in that movie. It sounds like a horror movie. It is. I saw that movie, and I said, that's how I'm going to live my life. David Hyde Pierce is a cold pill. Brandy is in the movie. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So many things. So many things. Goodness gracious. Mitchell? Well, the one I picked was Looney Tunes Back in Action. Brendan Fraser. I can never say his... Brendan. It's Brendan Fraser. Excuse me. I said Brendan. Sorry, Brandon. (laughs) I'll make sure it's very clear. It's Brendan Fraser. 
And Steve Martin. There we go. Yeah, Steve Martin in high socks and like short pants, and they think that's super funny. And they're like, what if we slicked his hair down the middle? Uh, it's got some issues. Yeah, like Looney Tunes back in action is like a spy movie. So if this is a sports sure. movie, that one's like spy movie. So the Looney Tunes, I think, miss their opportunity to just keep going. Because honestly, two for two. Those are both good movies. Well, I think the problem with Looney Tunes is people don't think, oh, what if we did a movie that was just with Bugs or just with Daffy? The thought process was, well, if we're going to do the Looney Tunes, we have to get them all together. Yeah, which annoys me because in Space Jam, none of the Looney Tunes really have good beats. Right. They're all competing for like 80 minutes. So, yeah, you don't remember anything that they do. I mean, of course, Bugs is going to get a lot of screen time and then you kind of go down the list and then you got Daffy. He's kind of more significant than the others. But like some of my favorites, like Wiley Coyote, Tasmanian Devil. Foghorn Leghorn. Uh, yes. <laughs> it just don't get like they get like a line or two. You know, they get like five minutes. Not even that. Right. right. What about you, Brandon? What's yours? So I am taking this opportunity to exercise my right to abstain from a movie selection. Um, I actually dislike this style immensely. We left Roger Rabbit just for you, and you didn't want to pick it up. We left the <laughs> best one. <laughs> when I was thinking about this, I was like, that was the first thing that came to my mind. But is that a kid's movie? That is not a kid's movie. That's very, very That's raunchy. A kid's movie. I would disagree. It is, is saucy. It is not a kid's movie. Listen, kids are saucy. Have you seen a picture of Jessica Rabbit recently? Mitch sees one every night. Yeah, I keep one in my wallet, Maybe. first of all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lola Bunny is the offspring of Jessica and Roger Rabbit. Gosh. No. Anyways, not a kid's movie. First of all, I think the technology is super old. This is something you saw a lot for a while. It was not good. The technology is terrible. It, it just doesn't look good. Even Space Jam, which is like on the later end of this kind of hand-drawn merged with live action. What, once you get into computer animation, CGI, that's a whole other beast. Space Jam's relatively new compared to some of those originals, you know, Mary Poppins. And for me, it never, it never really jived. I'd always enjoyed watching Space Jam, but that was really the only one, which has significant issues also. I'm thinking specifically about the moment when Michael picks up Tweety after he got hurt. And it was just like, mm -hmm. what you got in the, your hand there, Michael? It was just like the most <laughs> odd moment. He, he does get shifted eyes a lot in this movie how about when he the green one like burns the chicken yeah uh, and his face gets shiny all, all of a sudden yeah. like what is going yeah. on one more the part where the, the monsters come in and, and wad him up into a basketball and they're passing him around you mean when they crush I, I, his bones like jelly for <laughs> <laughs> a joke uh you guys are making a big mistake. I just mistake. can't watch it sometimes. Like there, I just have to turn away when that stuff happens. Yeah. I was also remembering that was CGI for a while. Like when they learned how to do that. If you watch the movie The Ten Commandments, there's a scene where there's supposed to be like you know a firewall like blocking Pharaoh and his army, and it's completely 2D animation that they're trying mm -hmm. to play off as real. I'm talking to four people right now, but if you watch the BBC Chronicles of Narnia, they have like witches and monsters in there who are completely hand-drawn and they try to play it off as they're real. That's kind of the original CGI and along the line, people thought, well, what if we acknowledge that these were animated and put it into our movies? Right. And I feel like it was very polarizing. Like some people loved it and some people were like, this is stupid. I think 5% of the budget was for the animation of the film. 
Right. And the rest yeah. went to paying these basketball stars because it sure. looks atrocious. It does not look right. good in a lot of places. Well, just take a peek at some classic Warner Brothers cartoon shorts and how great the animation is. I mean, especially for that time. Right. And everything just feels chintzy in Space Jam to me. All of the animated elements, it just, well, first of all, it's all been updated, which I know there was some controversy surrounding that. Um, so they've like they all have these updated looks, which I'm OK with. Um, I liked the new the new Charlie Brown that had the updated looks. I thought it was I thought it was good. Yeah, but it does just lack a high quality look and animation feel um, that I'm used to from my animated movies. Did you guys notice when they go up into space to Moron Mountain? Everything is animated. It's all drawings. Right. Are they implying that we are the odd ones out on Earth and we're the only three-dimensional beings? Are. It makes me feel more special as the human species. We would be remiss not to mention the soundtrack. Woo! Is this the best 90s movie soundtrack? Brandon, can you say these words? An obsession. <laughs> An obsession. A burning desire. A burning desire. The undeniable passion. Oh my gosh. I love Charles Barkley just wandering around aimlessly <laughs> during that scene. Just like oh, a, bas a basketball. <laughs> I feel like we have to talk about I Believe I Can Fly by the late R. Kelly. But it does make me sad that I can't sing this song at karaoke anymore. Oh, absolutely. When the movie started, I used to like be happy when that song kicked on. And this time I was, oh, <laughs> no. I used to teach this song to the kids uh, I worked with at camp and make them flap their arms like eagles. The other song I know Mitch is a big fan of is the Monstars song. Hit him high, hit him high, hit him high, hit him high. And you hit him low, hit him low, hit him low. I was watching that movie and my mom was like, this is the stupidest song in the world. No, that's my entrance music. Anytime I need to intimidate someone. <laughs> And of course, the title track. Come on and slap. I think the point is this this soundtrack is chock full of memorable songs. I have distinct memories. You know how everyone used to walk around with their CD cases in the 90s? I don't know if you, no, I I know if you remember that, but that was a thing. Yeah, you it was had a your lot little folio. <laughs> yeah, I had I had my casting crown CD, my fan of the like, opera live. <laughs> From Royal Albert Hall and the Space Jam CD, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. right, and you you know, you filed your, your album artwork in there, and you would, you know, you would flip through it, and it was like a status thing, you know? I right. distinctly remember this being like a critical or crucial part of mm -hmm. any teenager's or preteen, you know, their, their CD collection. I'm going to say something controversial, though. Who, you? Yes, aside from those three songs that I just mentioned, you could have the rest of this album. Excuse me, Basketball Jones? I don't, no, 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 of course not. Fly Like an Eagle? Yeah, Fly Like an Eagle? That's, That's better cover, than the original. I'm, I'm talking about originals no, that, no. Like, were for the movie. After Michael gets his shoes and his shorts and he's like, let's see if I can still do this. That scene it's is cool. one of the best scenes in the movie. Okay. Yeah. No. It's Basketball one of, it's Jones one of the best is the movie. amazing grace of our time. I stand by that. It's the amazing grace <laughs> oh of our gosh. time. Oh boy. <laughs> Strong Christian overtones. Many a child <laughs> was don't, conceived. Don't. Basketball Jones oh my lord. Here's my Overton. thing though. We asked, is this the best 90s soundtrack? And I need a soundtrack that can stand out among the crowd, even if it has to shout it loud. 
till it's the only face you see. It's gotta stand out until you notice the A Goofy Movie soundtrack. You oh. are off your rocker. A Goofy I'm Movie not. has two songs. It has four. Oh my god! It has two songs. You it has and you five. just made the argument. Yeah, but it it has two. <laughs> it's the thing. On the open road after today, stand out the the song the duet Ooh. between father and son. No, it's stand out eye to eye. It's the two power line songs, and maybe on the open road. <laughs> The Powerline songs all contain like 14 words each. And they're better than the entirety of the Space Jam album. You don't understand how ridiculous you sound right now. R. Kelly's <laughs> I Believe I Can Fly could go on for hours and I would not no. be satisfied. I need no. more. Mitch, if we listen to each other's hearts, you'll find we're never too far apart. And maybe love is the reason why for the first time ever, we're seeing things eye to eye. Then repeat that. Repeat it 12 <laughs> times. Here's the deal. The Space Jam soundtrack was cool. It was yes. cool and it gave young kids an opportunity to have cool music in their CD case. Young kids mm -hmm. eat glue also. Did any of your songs right. lead to hilarious spinoffs like I Believe I Can Die, Just Got Shot by the <laughs> FBI, All I Wanted Was <laughs> a Chicken Wing, Sing What it. They Got Me at Burger King? People respected Hello. Goofy Movie too much. They tried that once and they were like, this is heresy. I'm going to write down the things you say sometimes so you can read them back. <laughs> People respected Goofy Movie too much. <laughs> yes, know. they did. To be serious for a minute, as, as a kid, I mean, Goofy Movie was more my vibe. The Disney films were more my jam and Space Jam. It just wasn't my my favorite. But I acknowledge it is a very good and fun soundtrack. Yeah, it was like the un-Disney. It was the Mountain Dew to to disney's glass of milk like disney's a glass okay. of milk and this soundtrack is is code yeah red. okay okay <laughs> this soundtrack is red bull i'm vibing with that yeah one that i wanted to bring up was the goodwill hunting uh, soundtrack and i have like mixed feelings about like bringing it up because obviously i wasn't watching goodwill hunting when it came out i was too young but thinking about it now and you know the entire soundtrack is elliot smith and I feel like there's a lot you can do when you use like a singular artist. Absolutely. They can take you on more of a journey. And I feel like it gives more of a story with the music as opposed to just like slapping one liners in there. Now you're comparing like a steak dinner to Mountain Dew. A single malt whiskey to Mountain Dew. The soundtracks serve different purposes. In Face Jam, the songs are characters. The songs are goofy, yes. and they're meant to stand out, and you're meant to remember them. And to hype you up. In, yeah, and then Goodwill Hunting, it accompanies and underscores. Like, many people would not be able to remember one song from the Goodwill Hunting soundtrack. Uh, right. It's one of my favorites. I'm with you. But mm -hmm. it's it's meant to fade into the background. And Goofy Movie enhances the plot with its songs, like On the Open Road. I'll give you that the songs might be better than the plot in a Goofy movie, but that... Like, okay, no, I did Goofy not movie. say that. <laughs> I think we should quit, 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 forfeit. Yeah. Listen, I didn't get dragged down here just to get my butt whipped by a bunch of ugly monsters. <laughs> I ain't going out like that. We're letting them push us around. We gotta fight them back. We gotta take it to them. We gotta get right in their faces. And what do you say? Are you with me or not? You finished? Uh, great speech and all, Doc. Uh, you had them riveted. 
But uh, didn't you forget something? What? Your secret stuff. I have some problems. The Toon Squad consumes whatever Michael puts in front of them. Sure, Bugs may be the devil whispering into Air Jordan's ear, but his airness is enabling the Looney Tunes. Then when Daffy mildly protests, Michael retorts, you want to win or not? Hey, kids, are you bad at sports? Use illegal enhancers. All right. It's okay. water. Not, not <laughs> Can quite. You calm down? But then later in the movie, Mitchell, he Daffy goes, you got any more of that secret stuff? And Michael goes, it was just water. And he goes, okay, but you got any more? Listen, Bugs is simply trying to inspire his teammates. He knows that they have what it takes deep inside. Just like Master Shifu knows that old uh, Poe has it deep inside. You know, the dragon scroll. There is no secret ingredient. The secret sure. stuff is not real. It's all them. I'm going to give you a healthy dose of the secret stuff right now. Here's the truth. The secret <laughs> stuff. All right. Every adult in your life, every coach who told you, whoa, you're doing great, you know, at sports yeah. and stuff when yes. you're eight. They're giving you the secret stuff. You're not doing great. You're bad at sports. You're eight. This is mm -hmm. what we do. It's about finding mm -hmm. the talent within. And that's part of the game. You have to make them believe in themselves. If that were the point, then why is it that Michael's big game winning plan to the team is somebody steal the ball, give it to me, and I'll score the winning point? Because he's the basketball player. But if the he's whole the point is that they have it inside player. of them all along, then he says, all right, guys, look, just just give me the ball. You're all really good, but just give me the ball. That's how sports he just needs work, them to believe dude. In you give it to the best player at the end. They're a team. The team is calling the best this play. This is not real life. Haven't you ever seen Hoosiers? That's the game-winning play in Hoosiers. Consider this right. for a second. These are cartoons who can shift their bodies into whatever <laughs> they please through magic. Why would they want or need steroids? But if Michael were a better coach and he was like, oh, wow, you guys can like morph your bodies into anything. Well, <laughs> let's use that. Well, that's what they do. It's <laughs> like they've forgotten in the first half that they can do it because they assume they're going to lose. And then it gives them a glug of water. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, we're cartoons. <laughs> well, they don't let Wayne Knight play because he doesn't get any secret stuff. Yeah, well, Newman <laughs> doesn't deserve a spot on the team. Wayne Knight is like the Chris Farley. He's there to poke fun at. It's the chubby boy. <laughs> That's so body shaming. <laughs> he gets flattened by who? Big man the pancake. <laughs> and then they blow him up like a blimp and he farts his way back to normal size. <laughs> and Pepe Le Pew is disgusted. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad. Because like yeah. he has a funny joke earlier where he's like, I may not be tall, but I'm slow. It's a little misdirect and it's cute. And then they hit him two more times, like, and large, and a dork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this is too mean. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Poor oh, Wayne boy. Knight. I don't know what movie he had it worse in. This in Jurassic Park where he gets eaten or in Spaceship? <laughs> Here's what I want to say. There are other messages in this movie that are worse, I feel like. I totally agree. I totally agree. Like, the PED thing, I just think is kind of boring. Everyone, this is like adults, like, Rrr. there are subtle things. Like when Lola Bunny shows up, which is not subtle, 
and yeah. all of a sudden bugs you know is that a carrot in your pocket or you're just happy to see me becomes a stiff board Ooh. and bounces on the hardwood uh that is not an age-appropriate joke that i want to show mm. my kids i mean i didn't get it when i was a kid it didn't bug me but i get where you're coming from for me the issue is more with the way that they deal with um overcoming the monsters deal with overcoming their boss the whole thing is like he is abusive he makes them do whatever he says and the big thing is michael jordan finally goes why do you take it from this guy he's like oh because he's bigger and then they kill him hey kids is your boss a jerk you should kill him also the (laughs) manipulation of the looney tunes namely tweety there's that you're not scared of them looks into the camera and goes like "Uh uh-huh and then looks at him are you michael oh i'm fine with that i mean whatever i want to go back to your previous point where you claim that they murder danny devito in cold blood they do which they don't they put him in a rocket ship and send him home even if they did yes (laughs) he was a slave owner yeah fine that's that's a fair point the other thing that i thought about this time the looney tunes are upset because the monsters want to kidnap them and take them away from their homes and the people they love and make them, you know, be themselves on a different planet. How do they uh, retaliate? They take Michael Jordan away from his home and they uh, force him to play this basketball game in which their soul is on the line. So if Michael loses this game for them, he has to live knowing that he enslaved the Looney Tunes by playing a bad game of basketball. Yeah, but their drawings, do they have souls? Eh, whatever. <laughs> that is so anaphobic of you. <laughs> I think Michael has a choice here, so I'm not as worried yeah. about that. He makes the decision to make that deal with Danny DeVito, Danny later. DeVito's character, later. Right. So up until that point, he is free to come and go as he pleases. Well, he does say, like, before the game, they're just like, all right, this is a big game. We have to win. And he goes like, mm, I know what your soul is, but let's just go out there and have fun. <laughs> he doesn't say, I know what your soul is. He just says, let's have fun. He needs them to believe in themselves like we've established rather than just no. being terrified of what's on the line. I do wonder, though, how long he's been gone. Right. Because when the tunes go back to their house, the kids are not worried about their father at all. Hey, he's going to play the basketball game with us. Oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. hey, where's my father? <laughs> Where'd he go? Yeah, that's that's problematic for me. <laughs> that's not problematic. I mean, I just, is it hours? Is it a day? I mean, what we know about Michael Jordan, he was a gambler. He probably left for several days at a time. Oh, this so. got dark. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. It does feel odd that the movie seems to like rewrite his history a little bit. Like, here's yeah. why I quit ba- basketball. I told my dad I would one day. Yeah, I don't care for that. A little weird, right? Um. Also, can we talk about Michael's acting in this film, just listen to the way that he said, great speech and all, Doc. You had him riveted, but uh, didn't you forget something? The way that you would respond is, what? But he goes, what? <laughs> well, of course, Bugs has to help him out because that's the least enthusiastic speech I've ever heard from right. anyone. <laughs> I ain't going out like that. Someone who's probably yeah. given a fair yeah. amount of pep talks. Championship winning pep talks. Absolutely. Right? So did you guys hear that they actually had to build a basketball court on set to keep Michael happy because he was like a nightmare to work with? Well, you hear that all the time about him. He's like a terrible, right. terrible human being. So I truly believe that every take in this movie was his first and only take. 
<laughs> go back and watch when they call him out onto the court for the big game and Michael Jordan. He's looking mm-hmm. down and they like literally go like go. <laughs> and then his eyes come up and he walk and he runs. I'm like, you didn't want to get one more take of that, Michael? <laughs> The part where they come out onto the court and they're announcing everyone. <laughs> everyone has something kind of cool that they do. And I feel like Bugs just gets shafted. He destroys the court. Yeah, I don't know why. Watching that, I was like, oh, that was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. And then Bugs is like blows through the, the floor. And right. uh, you think you think now is a good time to wreck the basketball court? Bugs are getting ready to play. <laughs> you guys it's cartoons they're cartoons Brandon, i the agree with what you're fine. saying which is that this is bad <laughs> the, the basketball court's fine yeah, you Brandon, never heard I, me I say agree. that because the two of us agree that means we're right oh my gosh <laughs> Are kids' movies trying to accomplish different things than traditional movies? If so, should they be judged based on the same criteria? Well, I think that kids' movies oftentimes are trying to send a message to children. The thing is, I don't think Space Jam is trying to say anything, which I don't know if that's a problem necessarily. It seems like it's just a commercial. We can hit on that in a bit, but I think you're right, Zach. I think that is what makes this film feel like almost subversive as a kid. It's just funny and it's just cool. And it's not giving me some sort of Sunday school parable at the end. I remember having a distinct impression as a kid of like, oh, this is neat. Like, I don't have to learn a life lesson. I can just enjoy myself and watch cartoons be cartoons. But I think a common misconception is that it's okay for these movies to be lazy then. A movie like this can appeal to a wide audience and make people laugh. And it can be well-made and well-written. I feel like it can be all of those things. It doesn't have to be lazy. Right. And, And I would say in Space Jam, there's a lot of stuff that just happens without right. any explanation or setup or world building like the monsters just have a grab bag of powers like they it. can steal people's <laughs> souls out of nowhere like there's no rules absolutely exactly why do they grow in size right what right. about right. stealing the talent of a player makes them large and exactly. how can they breathe fire <laughs> what cuz he's kind of a dragon <laughs> This is a fun game to do next time you're watching the movie. Count the amount of times that Michael looks into the camera. Oh, fantastic. I get that people are like, but it's Michael Jordan. He's not a a traditional actor. And it's like, well, to that extent, like as a guy who teaches drama now, I'm almost like, well, leave the acting to the acting. And I get that Michael is what sells this movie. Like that is not lost on me that he's what's getting butts in seats. But, you know, for me, film is an art and this movie it's not and it's not trying to be either but at that extent i'm like well then what is this movie trying to be a miracle that's what it's trying to be it honestly how did it get made like michael is so bad at acting and these and these aliens follow no rules and there's so many adult jokes in this movie and so much product placement it's just this bizarre mess that I can't understand. Like, I feel like if I crack the secret of Space Jam, I'm going to mm-hmm. see the God hand. Like, I, <laughs> I'm just going to understand, like, some sort of hidden <laughs> wisdom. It reminds me of The Room in some ways. I'm like, everything right. does yeah. not work. 
Right. And that makes me love it more. For years, I would maybe defend the movie a little bit more because every time I would watch it as an adult, I just realized this was watching it with Mitch. And I mean, you you just love it so much that it's hard not to get caught up in that. But I remember also like being bored every time we were with the human characters. Oh, I disagree. I think Bill Murray is incredible in this movie. <laughs> and Wayne Knight is incredible in this movie. And Charles Barkley is incredible in this movie. He came to my school when I was a kid and like wow. told us not to do drugs and showed us how to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> when you say off drugs, it's a slam dunk. I think he used that actually. Yeah. That brings up a, another good question. Why did America fall in love with this movie? For one reason and one reason isn't alone. Danny DeVito was in this movie. And that's all I'm going to say on the matter. Danny DeVito is Mr. Swackhammer, and I have nothing else to say. I didn't know Dan Aykroyd was in this picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say the X Factor is Michael Jordan. Everyone loves Michael Jordan. Everyone loves the thought of him, the legacy. There are parts of this country that your life will be in danger if you say that LeBron James is a better basketball player than Michael Jordan or anything like that. Like, everyone loves Michael Jordan. He's a national hero, a gem. And I think... Honestly, it feels like to me um, Space Jam was used for a little bit of a, an image rehabilitation for Michael. Distinctly remember grumblings about Michael jumping from basketball to baseball, back to basketball, and you're just kind of toying with the public and pick one and what are you doing and you know all this stuff. There was, was a lot of jumping around. And honestly, the, the modern day an example of that is is LeBron jumping back and forth from, you know, the Cavaliers to the Miami Heat and, you know, not nearly on the scale as Michael Jordan. But it's just like enough is enough because I think he had just come back to basketball. And I think this was kind of a, hey, America, let's be friends again kind of thing. <laughs> well, uh, it's simple, folks. Do you like to laugh? <laughs> Bill Murray's in this picture. <laughs> Oh, he's good in this, too. I think he's the alpha and omega of this film. He is not trying at all. And it's incredibly charming and funny to me. And if you are into that kind of, I'm going to make up my dialogue and I'm going to wink at the camera and I'm going to be Bill Murray, mm -hmm. you're going to love it. This movie yep. is like Sunny D poured on top of Frosted Flakes. Like if you want that kind of sugary, I don't give a crap kind of movie, you're into Ew. it. If you want pancakes, go find pancakes somewhere else. This is Space Jam. and gentlemen for tonight's space jam slam the real boys are here to give us their closing arguments was space jam ever good first to the mic the wonder from down under brandon sharp okay everybody get up get your wheaties get your big mac get your gatorade and fill up your cup let's all laugh at the duck while i tell you what's up and that space jam isn't that great but it doesn't suck these are the Looney Tunes against the Monstar Goons and the Swack Hammer. The man with bad manners, he's an enslaver, and Michael jumps in as the savior. 
His airness, the legacy, the national hero, turns gravity to zero. When he flies like an eagle, made us want a sequel and forget about the gambling that was illegal by rewriting his life with R. Kelly and some b-ball b-roll. Dragon Scroll, the secret to fly is to believe. Learn the lines on the tracks of the soundtrack CD of Jock Jams. I'd listen to in my Walkman. Walking through the halls of middle school, everyone knew I was the top man. This may be a genre that drives me crazy. Animation quality, usually hazy. Warner Brother classics look sloppy and lazily drawn, but if you can't find some parts to enjoy, you're not Charles Barkley, be gone. Give it up for the poet. Next to the mic, the heartthrob of the hoops, Zach Smith Michaels. Don't be nice. Simply no, and even though this movie wouldn't make as much dough, MJ has got to go. Let the tunes band together to defeat their foe. And just because he's the villain doesn't mean you can kill him. And why can't Wayne Knight fill in when they're behind in the game? Instead of letting him play, they fill him with shame. At halftime, Sir Altitude has the perfect answer. Hey team, check out these performance enhancers. This movie has no message or good story for kids. I'm sure it's good biz, don't know what the point is. Every frame so loud it could bust the speakers. But we guess that's okay, gotta sell more sneakers. Rewind. Every frame so loud it could bust the speakers. But we guess that's okay, gotta sell more sneakers. Gimme Max and Goof crossing the country in their car over nerd lux and overpowered monstars. With their grab bag of powers swatting tunes like mosquitoes. Wouldn't like this at all if it weren't for Danny DeVito. Wow, he wasn't messing around. Our final performer of the evening, the Doctor of Delight, Mitch Dupree. Let's see if I can still do this. Jump down the rabbit hole in one. This movie's second to none. Journey to the center of the earth and we've just begun. I think about it every nine day. Shooting hoops in the driveway. I'll say, here to stage, break away, no fade away. From the opening credits, Space Jam came to play. Suffering succotash, this movie's absurd. Air Jordan lines slurred, power sets blurred. But that all makes it better, don't add me Tweety Bird. Like Bill Murray, the WB didn't seem to try. Kids don't ask why, no logic to abide by. But these are cartoons, stop trying to be a wise guy. Like when you say MJ's pushing drugs, he didn't listen to his mama like Muggsy. And you come after Bugs when he takes a few glugs. It's like you missed the whole point of the sequel. Stuff. You've already got what it takes when the going gets tough. But I guess you're right. Why teach kids they're enough? Like LB, SJ's got some masterful strokes. And when I hear people don't like it, man, they must have some jokes. And I'll stop trying to coax, but Face Jam's the greatest kids movie of all time. Full stop. That's all, folks. Thank you.